Is this a familiar scene in your house? Kids running around the dinner table while you and your partner are trying to eat? Do you make them sit and enjoy the meal or let them have some freedom? Today on the podcast, we will answer that question and give you tips for how to prepare your kids for eating outside of the house. I'm Laura. And I'm Jennifer. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. We are so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, moms. This is Chelsea from Charlotte. Um, I'm wondering, do you have any tips on how to get my two-year-old and four-year-old to sit down at a table for the whole meal at dinner? They'll both sit and eat for about five minutes, but after that, they just start playing. They'll hide under the table together or run back and forth between the playroom and the table. How can we encourage them to sit and finish their meal before they run off and play? Thanks. Oh my gosh. Have we all been in that situation where we just sit down and we're having dinner and it's supposed to be the sweet, wonderful family meal time and two of the five kids or two of the kids (laughs) are like, you know, stand, they ate two bites and they're standing on their head and they're shoving stuff up their nose and, you know, it's hard oh to get gosh. some of those foods out of a nose. Yeah. We have been there too. Yeah, we've been but, there. Uh, I mean, it How is do they so sit still? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it is about expectations. So in that early toddler years, you know, we're talking two years, three and a half. They have a 10 to 15 minute mealtime oh, tolerance window. Okay, so what you're telling me is we can't have like a five course meal and... Coffee Dessert and coffee and <laughs> drag it out for an hour and a half and expect our kids to sit at the table with their hands in their lap and be part of the conversation. Yeah, that's clearly what I'm telling you. Unless you have a rule follower, oh, they, will they will definitely do it. Like, is this for how sure. we roll? So, and somebody's going to have one of those and you're going to think, oh, what are well, they yeah. doing that I'm not doing? <laughs> they have a different kid than you have is what the answer to that is. So no, the typical toddler has between a 10 and 15 minute mealtime tolerance window. Yeah. That's if you're lucky. Oh yeah. 15's the high end. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's five. Those movement kids, my oh. kids, it was five, but they'd eat like every fifth they meal. They were grazers. Yeah, they'd make up for it like every fifth meal, but it wasn't like always dinner or always lunch. Right. So you're just like, I don't know when they're going to eat a ton, but it's going to happen when it happens. And um, and that really, it's, it's managing the expectations. If you want to have a really romantic, wonderful, you know, time or you're meeting your friends, then, you know, you this is a time to get a babysitter right. because the kids are having a 10 to 15 minute mealtime tolerance window. And now in this day and age, we're not in the, you know, play areas. The public play areas are not necessarily anything that we, you know, uh, utilize as much anymore, even at, you know, fast food restaurants or what have you. So, you know, being able to cultivate some options where we can talk to our friends for a long time or go out to dinner with our spouse without trying to force our, you know, toddlers to have expectations that are beyond their developmental stage. Absolutely. We recommend that. Now, when you're at home, how can you keep them for, you know, 
at the table longer. Again, we do that by design. So let's go down the list. How am I going to keep a social kid at the table longer? We're going to engage. So, and, and one of the things I think, especially if they're still in a high chair situation, yep. is those high chairs, and if they're out of the high chair, they need to be a part of mealtime. Those social kids need to be next to the table, be engaged, watching our faces, talking to them, talking about the food, and you know, have them a part of the process. Being silly. They love silly dinners. Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, as you know, we talked about like even making little napkins that you can use as like, um, you know, sayings. bib. Yeah. And they have different sayings on them or a superhero on yeah. them or what have you. Oh, they my goodness, it. the social kids love those kind of mealtime shenanigans. Um, but I don't always have the presence of mind to no. do. I'm, I'm lucky if I got, yeah, like an actual meal prepared. Um, so then we'll move on to the movement kids. These are the ones that don't sit still. These are the ones that you're asking about. Movement kids want to, they don't love the seat that requires them to stay still. And so again, they're the kids that'll eat every fifth meal. Like when they get hungry enough, they will fuel their bodies. They know how this works. And and one thing I think with those movement kids is about 15, 20 minutes before mealtime, Let's get some of that energy out, right? Definitely. Let's go do some Olympics. Let's do some jumping jacks. Let's have them run and, you know, do laundry and run it up the stairs and back down, whatever that looks like. But try and get some of that energy out. But I want to go back to setting the expectations. So regardless mm-hmm. of what your the design is, we have to know that it's 5, 10 minutes. Maybe you'll get 15. Yeah. And it's okay for that to end early, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, it looks like you're done. Right. You can still sit there and eat as a parent. Right. You guys sit there, let them go. Mm -hmm. They don't eat again until the next mealtime. Yes. But for that movement kid, try and get a little bit of that energy out prior to mealtime. Well, and I want to tell you a story. I had a consult with this family. They had the brightest three-year-old and he just wouldn't eat. He, they would put him at the table. He wouldn't eat. And, you know, there's two parents, one kid. And I said, well, let's just have a meal and let's see what's happening. And so they're like, do you like this? Do you like that? Do you want this? Do you want that? And I recognized early on that this kid was an engineer. He liked to know how things worked. And engineers typically, if you're high in engineer, and you can take the quiz at the Moms on Call Toddler by Design app and actually get percentages of each one of these. So, you know, the kids are different combinations. But if they're high, scoring high in the engineer and toddlerhood, they don't necessarily like all the attention on them. And so I said, okay, here's how I want us to run mealtime. The three of us are going to put our food on the table. We're going to talk to each other and we're just going to eat. Put the same food that we have on his tray and do not pay attention to him. The three of us are talking. And so... We all start talking and I'm just asking them about themselves. It feels a little awkward. You know, like, so what do you do? And, you know, and we're eating. And what happened was miraculous. So you saw him start not only to eat like we were eating, but he started to make these little noises replicating, yes, the cadence of our voices. So he's eating. And while he's eating, he's going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and that's that little engineer. I just wanted to be left alone and observe you people so I can master this stuff. And that's a great thing even about having a mom's on call consultant that can kind of help you to yeah distinguish what it is that your toddler is looking for. So we did. We absolutely fixed it. Um, and that child has gone on to be incredibly healthy and very, very bright. Um, then we have our rule follower and the rule followers like the rules. They're not the ones that you're asking about in this situation. And then finally, the touch kids. Ooh. And they need to have some food to mush. It's yeah. one of the things I love, Laura, oh, that you talk about with the young gosh. kids. It's just that variety of textures. And you know, these kids, they need to feel the different feeling of, of foods. They need to see it. They need to touch it. They need to smell it. They need to drop it so they can hear things and see how things work. And But those touch kids, man, some just... They're just going to play with that food. Maybe they'll get a couple bites into their mouth. And they want to sit next to you. And if you'll just reach out and kind of rub their leg or touch their arm while you're eating, they will stay so much longer. They don't have to be on your lap, which is they would just like oh, yeah. climb like right on top of you if they could. They're like, you know, when you have the bigger dogs, the bigger dogs are always lap dogs. Not that I'm comparing your children to dogs. I'm just saying <laughs> the biggest ones always feel like they want to be right yeah, on yeah. you, but the little ones feel like they're super powerful. Yeah. Um, but touch kids, like they want to be as much on top Close of you as fun. they can or on the siblings, which also are not welcoming their, you know, need for human contact. So if you'll keep them, you know, near you, you're eating together, you kind of have your hand on their arm, you kind of, you know, just get something, wipe their face, tousle their hair, and they know that touch is going to happen without them having to beg for it or misbehave for it or whine for it. They will stay there longer and you'll love it. And and it's okay for mealtime to be over. Yes. When they are done. Let them go. Let them go. Release the hounds. So if you're going out to a friend's house and, you know, your kids have the, you know, 15-minute mealtime tolerance window, it is always good to be up front with that because usually they have kids about the same age and you can sit and one of their kids is a rule follower. We're just, look, one of their kids is going to be stellar and want to sit there and like have adult conversation with you and like use words like brochure and your kid <laughs> is like over in the corner eating a dog biscuit. Right. So just so you know, like we don't need to compare. Nope. We just need to say ahead of time, look, my kids are done with their meal. Like after about 10 minutes or so, like, is there a place that the kids can go play when they're done? So we can really enjoy, like I need some adult interaction and I'd like to enjoy that while I eat. So if you plan ahead for those things, it's really helpful. And you know, when you're going out to eat, we have a whole section about how to prepare to go out to eat, have your expectations. In the toddler book, we have yes. a cheat sheet. It's called a cheat sheet. Right in the back. I love it. So check out the toddler cheat sheet and we'll get you out to dinner. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.